Welcome along to another episode of the Make It Count podcast. It's great to be here. My name is David. And I'm Matt. And yeah, we are the Taylor Bros. Taylor Bros. Yeah, we like to make it count. And today, what are we talking about today, Matt? We are talking about spring and the lengthening of days or the lengthening days of spring, depending on if you're Yoda or not. Yeah, so what got you thinking about that? Uh, what got me thinking about it was the fact that you put it in our list. So <laughs> I don't think I did. I thought you put it in with a couple of articles. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay, well, great. What got me thinking about it? Well, we're in spring and the days are getting longer. And uh, a few weeks ago, we recorded an episode kind of about like winter walks and making the most of getting outside even in the depths of winter. And actually, a year ago, episode... 17 it was we did an interesting episode on do the seasons even matter mm. anymore and recommend going back and listening to that after you've finished listening up to this one see how our thoughts have maybe progressed a little bit or whether they haven't and whether it's just we're regurgitating the same spiel again and again <laughs> um but that was generally it. you know we're in a new we're, we're getting out of winter i've always discovered that winter is a bit of a time to endure after you get through the Christmas season and the New Year, the New Year's excitement. January and the most part of February is a little bit like a endure, and so now you look forward to spring. You know, the lengthening of the the daylight, the warmer, the the things that you get to do outside more. Yeah, and that's that's interesting because we've obviously both spent some time nearer the equator for some significant amount of time for a number of years, really, where. The sun comes up about 6 a.m. and goes down about 6 p.m. more or less every day, all year round. It's whereas now we live in the UK, even the southern part of the UK, there's a much bigger range across the year, and seasons look different in different places. So for us, there are roughly four equalish seasons. which affect how we view the world, but also how we experience it. Like you said, there's a, that feeling of winter when the, the days get shorter and, and the light becomes a shorter amount of time when it draws in and there's a coziness. But spring is like the opposite. It's like a breath and, you f- and it fills out and it's getting longer and it's like new life is, is coming. But I suppose... And, and that that idea of new life, I thought as I was thinking about this, was really significant because maybe if you've never lived this far north, or maybe if you live even further north, there's a more extreme version of this. But you know, if some day, some days in the winter in England, it feels like it's dark at three three thirty. Mm, well, yeah. then if you don't go to bed till nine or nine p.m., which is still relatively early, that's still six hours of darkness that you've been awake through. You know, this feels like this long time and your entire, you know, you're you're working. Most people that work a regular sort of time during, you know, the nine to five, the eight to four ish, they didn't see any light outside of that time. And most of that time was probably inside. So it it just it sounds it feels like you're in this darkness all the time. And suddenly this time of year comes around and oh, it's light when I get home. Oh, maybe there's something else I can do. Oh, yeah. if I stay awake for six more hours after it gets dark, it's, you know, 
10 11 midnight you know sort of much sure. later so it, it just breathes this new life in and uh, i just thought that was quite interesting to think about in those ways and make clear for anybody that is listening internationally it's a really significant thing you know at the moment we're getting about 30 minutes more light a week yeah than like the previous week yeah yeah i think it's a big thing and i didn't actually look it up for uh exactly our region but oh one of the articles i was reading when i was looking about this they were saying you know based in michigan which is north in the u.s they get roughly um what was it the the shortest day they get like nine hours of daylight and the longest day they get something like 15 so they get six hours more daylight on the longest day than the shortest day so it's just quite a lot and you know the the sun is coming up a couple of hours earlier and obviously setting much later and so what do you do with that extra time and partly it's great just enjoy enjoy that extra daytime Uh, and it's one of the things we commented about and we talked about in that that episode last year do the seasons even matter because we have the advent of you know artificial lighting i mean that's been around since fire but it's much much easier and safer indoors with you know electrical lighting and you can just flip up a switch i have to spend any time lighting a fire you just put it on and now i'm i'm in the light again so it's dark outside and of course no matter how bright you're well unless you're crazy but no matter how bright your your lights are inside they're not as bright as the sun uh, and so there is still an effect, but we have managed to almost lengthen the day. But as the na- as the days naturally lengthen, you know, so what? What? How do we want to make it count? How do we make the most of that? Hmm. Well, and that, that's interesting as well, isn't it? Because I think there's just naturally somehow there's a relationship <laughs> between the light we experience and the life and energy we have. Many people talk about seasonal affected disorder and that idea of like darkness it dampens me and and so actually coming home and there's still like an hour of light so much to do i could go and do this and that and we're related to that and people talk about when you wake up in the morning one of the first things you can do is get some natural light or just get some light and that really that wakes your body up the the hormonal and um, physiological responses wake you up Actually, yeah. something, something, I, you know this, but um, probably for about a year now, I've been using a sort of a, a light alarm. So you set the alarm at 6 a.m., for example. Well, half an hour before that, it just starts getting lighter. And then over the course of the 30 minutes leading up to that, it just gets brighter and brighter and brighter, sort of simulating a sunrise. And then um, you can choose a number of different noises that it wakes you up to with a bit of noise. But... I've just gone for some light, birds tweeting. Uh, it was about a week, two weeks ago, the light was on. And then there were some other birds like tweeting. So I like woke up straight away, but it was like 15 minutes before the actual alarm was going to go off. And I was suddenly really worried that birds tweeting is going to like, I've made that light association and just be awake whenever the birds are tweeting. How and funny. Then in the summer, that starts at like half three, half four in the morning. So I'm, uh, you know, a bit anxious about that now. I don't know what I've set myself up for. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. You might want to reassess your your alarm choices there because as much <laughs> as it's nice, you know, you don't want to be constantly waking up in the middle of the night. That's really interesting. I mean, with the I, that's one of my favourite things about the lengthening of the days is no longer are you kind of, the alarm goes off, 
you wake up and you look outside and it's dark and you're like, it just feels difficult uh, and it almost feels unnatural interestingly mm-hmm. enough almost feels like well the, the the best thing to do is to stay in bed until it's light you know what can you do but you have to turn a lot because i've got to get into the office at this time or i've got to start at this time and so regardless of what the world is doing we have artificially created these schedules so uh yeah interesting i wonder how that might look if we were to kind of be a little bit more uh, again with those season like let the days shrink in the winter and lengthen in the summer. Maybe that would be interesting. I don't know, but who knows? Uh, but one of the things I everybody seemed to say, as you you know you look into this at all and all these articles, and everybody is basically going, well, make the most of it by getting outside. You know, get outside, get into the garden. You know, go for a walk, eat outside. I think that's maybe a little bit early for eating outside. Even uh, we're recording this sort of early to middle of March, it will come out sort of late March, I think. Um, and it might still be a little bit chilly to be eating outside unless you've got a quick lunch and you don't mind wrapping up warm. But that might still be, you know, a nice thing to do. And it's one of my favourite things to do in the office. There's a nice, you know, where I work, there's a, there's a little garden, there's some picnic benches, and when it is sunny, even if it's a little bit chilly, if it's sunny, I'm loving it. I get outside, I stick a coat on, get outside, and it just feels way better. Uh, and there was a study done, I think back in 2019, it was published in Nature Journal. And it, I mean, it's not really groundbreaking at all, but they basically found that even just two hours a week of time in nature or natural surroundings, green spaces, um, is associated with much better um, you know, likelihood of being in good general health and well-being. Mm. Uh, and of course, in the winter, in the cold, in the dark, that can be hard to get because you go, well... Most of the daylight hours are spent in what for most people are their working hours. So you're stuck inside, you know. So how do I get that two hours? You know, it's spread across the week. So maybe I do that on the weekend or something. But in the spring and in the summer, it's so much easier to get that because you can, yeah, well, I just go outside for a half an hour lunch. You know, if you do that every day, you've you've already done your two hours. You know, you've already got that two hours. And so those those experiences of getting outside you feel brighter you feel more engaged you feel maybe more connected to the world um uh, to the to the natural world so what, what do you think of that david yeah i mean definitely nature plays a role in waking us up there's something about being outside and being connected to those things that do bring us life and we should probably learn to take advantage of that um I'm I'm sure that there have been, like you said, various studies of just actually being out in nature, really being good for our emotional well-being and our uh, emotional health, as well as, um, and so you know, to try to do that in the dark feels like a when it is dark outside, that's a fight, and I don't know if it still has the same relationship, but yeah, there's just some uh, yeah something about going out when the sun is bright and you know that brings a bit more energy, a bit more life and a bit more vibrancy. And I suppose it's it may, it's making me think of some of the stuff that Michael Gervais talks about. Uh, he's a, a sports psychologist and he talks about relationships. He said, well, what relationship do you have with yourself, with your world, with your surroundings um, and with other people? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, we talk about high performance and yeah, sleep, really important for high performance. Yeah, how you eat, how you train, how you live, what you think about, you know, psychological skills, but also relationships. And in that, he said, relationship with self, 
relationship with others and relationship with the, the surrounding, with the world, with, with nature. And, and so I wonder, have we, you know, we talked about this a little bit before as well, this, this idea of the enlightenment, that we're like brains on, on legs, as it were, that yeah. actually we've lost the fact that we're, we actually imp- embody a physical world. We are in a physical world and that world is growing and it's got beautiful trees and flowers and birds and animals and nature that actually something about us comes alive when we're in those spaces. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's, cause it's, it's not just, uh, well, I wonder about this, you know, what is it, what would it be like to do the same in the winter when it is darker? Is it just about the visual or is it about all of the things, you know, the audible and the feel, you know, the, the air and the, the smells as well. It's more than just looking at some green. Although we did speak about in, what, in a fairly recent episode, the effect of just seeing natural pictures can still have positive effects. It doesn't have to be even real trees. It could just be pictures of trees and mountains and stuff. So that's that's an interesting, you know, maybe a little life hack. You can still make yourself feel better by just looking at some pictures. But that was uh, but, the... Uh, to jump in on that briefly, I don't know if we talked about this here, but I remember hearing about those. There was some famous like apartment blocks, really, in Chicago, and some of them looked out over the park. Some of them looked at just like other concrete bits. Some looked down on the car park, you know, and they were there for like a number of years. And they realised that the ones that overlooked nature had significantly better like emotional well-being than the ones that were in other spaces. So. Yeah, it's actually maybe not even like you said about actually having to go out. It's just what you can see from your window from being yeah. there, even yeah, precisely. Have a positive effect. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I, I, in my home office, I don't have a window in front of me. I have a frosted window to my right, which is a brick wall on the other side of it, and so I literally have got some pictures of like you know mountains and forests and stuff just to make me feel like. Oh yeah, there is there is goodness and life and beauty in this world. I was just staring <laughs> at a wall, but in my my office, um, the the office block I I go to half the week, I have this quite nice view out over the village square. You've got you know the church tower. You can often see birds flying around and some treetops and some hills in the distance. Um, and I've blocked the street view with my screen so I don't get distracted by terrible parking and everything. But you know so. Uh, and that will also gives me a little bit of a local weather report. Oh, it's sunny, right? I'll just dash out for a quick walk around the, you know, walk around the square. Mm-hmm. Takes a couple of minutes and come back in, and I feel a bit more rejuvenated. If it's lashing it down with rain, like, yeah, I might just put that one off for, you know, <laughs> and enjoy the rain from inside. Yeah, it's. Uh... I, I like the um, the thing about linking those relationships. It's like Michael J. Vase was saying, actually, it's like, what's your relationship? often we think immediately of just relationship with other people but you know relationship with the, you know the natural world relationship even with your own body and it was interesting how again some of these articles you're talking about the common theme amongst all of them really is just get outside with spring is a time to open up the but you know it's almost you picture winter is batten the hatches close the heavy curtains just weather it out and then spring is we open it all up again we open the windows let some fresh air in we may do some spring cleaning, you know, clear out some of the old, let there be space and freshness and literally get out into the space and freshness. Uh, and one article was definitely saying, I was like, you know, 
also invest in relationships so go outside but with other people you know go you know go to an open cafe or like uh, go for a walk or a picnic or something and again like maybe really early doors in spring picnics might be a bit of a uh for the hardcore picnic people amongst us who really love who really love it but for but you know there's so many things that we can be doing uh, and just a little bit of imagination one was saying yeah, get to, get down to your local farmers market you know, get out and garden those who you know love green fingers and stuff and i just love that idea of what maybe a question would be like how can i make um or how can i uh, breathe life into my daily and, and weekly rhythms through the you know embracing the renewal and the, re- the rejuvenation of spring Mm. and there's something about like you know spring is in the uk a time where things start to come to life they they get greener they're flowering they're they're growing the the stuff that has happened through the winter in these plants is now going into the next stage and there's something about us as well it's like oh the days are getting longer i want to grow i want to develop i you know maybe i want to start something new you know we always start with like new year's resolutions in the dead of winter and i just sort of i do sometimes wonder that's probably not the best time to start like the world is going don't start anything now hibernate be cozy be warm be inside but actually spring comes and it feels like just so much of a better time to start something yeah and that's what the world is doing and that's what we're doing um and I suppose another thought i was having even as you were speaking is just this idea of being present we talk about being present and we can be in nature, but we cannot be present to it. And I think we can be thinking about something else. And, and maybe there are still some positive benefits, but I, I think there's something to bringing your mind to where your body is, especially when you're in nature. And, yeah. and maybe that isn't just, well, maybe that it helps to tune in your other senses. So have we walked and just listened to the place? I remember... Oh, it probably was during the pandemic sort of lockdowns in the UK. And we were allowed like out a little bit, but not very much and going on walks. And I remember over time realizing that where the birds were loudest. Yeah. I'd lived there for however many years before, but it wasn't until that time when I was intentionally like, oh, well, I need to go outside because I haven't been outside. And I want to go for walks and it's nice weather that I realized that, oh, that's where they're loudest. That's where the trees are thickest. That's where what's going on. And there was something about just being present in that space that mm. even pulled me out of my internal sort of, you know, me- meanderings of my thoughts and musings. But actually, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they're really loud over here. I wonder why that is. I never, <laughs> never figured that one out. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. And for those that are uh, interested, again, like we did an episode back in, uh a, a while back i think it was episode 33 on listening and noise mm. i think that was where you pro- talked about the this idea of the the world orchestra and you definitely blogged about it in one of your blogs mm-hmm. and this idea of like don't don't just let your ears be on autopilot and just for, you know forget that there's sound and there's there's noise which is disruptive but there's almost the world is creating music just mm. live with your ears forward you know if it, let your ears lead you and so, you know, that's, in a sense, that's been a bit of a theme of, of this discussion, you know, you getting woken up by birdsong, but just that recognition of as you go outside, as you go for those walks or sit in the, the park with a picnic or go to the farmer's market, 
don't just notice the sights and don't just notice maybe the smells in the market, but notice the sounds and see how rich that world is, that, that world of sound. Because uh, I think that's a beautiful thing. And maybe even ask yourself, wonder what, the, what are the sounds of winter compared to the sounds of spring? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and enjoy that. I think one of the last things I would say as we come to a close is a really fascinating thing that I'd never discovered. And I quite like these sort of things with words and etymologies, the term Lent. Lent is just comes from this old English word, lengthen or something like that. And it literally just means lengthen or spring. Uh, and how the, the season of Lent is, this in, is during that season of lengthening of days. And so again, you know, that's from a, a, a spiritual, um, you know, perspective on life of like, what does it mean to um, make the most of this time of lengthening of days and Maybe it is a time of awaiting. That's, you know, traditionally what the time of Lent is, awaiting with intention. How can we live with intention as, as we look forward to the renewing and the, the rebirth and, um, and all of those, those things that spring beckons? Oh, definitely. I'd, I'd never realised that before, that that sort of word Lent really basically means lengthen. Um, so that is interesting. Um. I don't know what to do with that new insight yet, but, you know, I'll meditate on that maybe <laughs> later. <laughs> so I suppose if we were summing this conversation up, it has meandered a little bit. It's mused on a number of different things. But actually, it's, as you say, notice the new life that is happening. Mm. Get out into nature because it's good for you. Um, yeah. And also, uh, I would just jump on what you were saying about the new years and the, the resolutions and the times like... If you have kind of, if you started the year and you're like, I have this intention, I want it, and you felt like you've stalled, um, I, exactly is what you're saying. I think January and February can be a, just a really difficult time to try and get momentum and start something new. So I, I f- almost feel like yeah, maybe we should just like set March the first, you know, first of March is the the New Year's resolution day <laughs> because it's so much more like, oh yeah, now the world is waking up and now is the time to start new endeavors, mm-hmm. and so. This is a great chance. Hop back in. And um, obviously, you guys will be listening towards the end of March. So it really is now the time, you know, take the take the encouragement. No matter what's happened, whether I've stalled or whether I, I was doing all right, this is a new burst, new time to, to start something and to go, what does it mean to get new life in this area of my life or, 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 or this endeavor that I've wanted to do for a long time, but maybe I haven't made the progress I was hoping for? Definitely. Uh, so we hope you've enjoyed this let us know what your stories of nature and the lengthening days are what do you do with all that extra time Uh, we love hearing from you but that's all for us for another week at the Make It Count podcast see you guys